What's up, Slick Talkers? I want to promote a quick little thing that we're doing at Good Morning Hospitality called Good Morning Retreats. This is our first ever retreat, and we are hosting a hospitality training retreat at the Horst Schultz Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. Now, this is going to be July 8th through the 10th, and it's for operators only. So if you're a property manager and you want to actually dive into the inner workings of providing hospitality and not just the operations of your business, then this is what you need to do and sign up for. So go to goodmorningretreats.com in order to get into an intimate setting with other operators just like you. If you go to the website, you'll see the published agenda and other things around the whole retreat. We're excited to host you. And if you're going to the retreat already and you've already confirmed your spot, we can't wait to show you what we have up our sleeves for this event. Now, let's move on to the episode. Thanks for tuning in. And like always, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. What's up, everybody? Really excited to be able to share this episode with you. Breezeway's Elevate Operations Summit uh, happened earlier in uh, March. Now that we are in April, I'm really excited to be able to share this. Um, I was on the panel and was able to you know, discuss with other vacation rental managers such as uh, Brittany Blackman and John Eskin, and they are some amazing vacation rental managers in the U.S. And with this, you know, virtual panel, we were able to discover, you know, owner retention and how to provide a, you know, hospitality-like owner service and how vacation rental managers like Brittany and John will foster more trustworthy owner relationships, increasing their client retention and boosting their referrals. So John and Brittany give the best tools, tips, and tricks that they use in order to keep their owners happy and understanding the big importance that owners have as a stakeholder in the short-term rental market. Now, welcome back to Slick Talk, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. We're going to talk about how to boost acquisition and retention, thinking about operations as it relates to owners. Facilitating this will be um, Will Slickers from Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, where Will is the founder. It's a company that helps hotel owners, short-term rental managers, other hospitality operators get creative with revenue management, marketing operations, um, and how they curate moments. Will's also the host of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, which I've been on, which is great. Thank you, Will, for being here and for hosting me in the past. Um, and then two of my favorite people in the industry, Brittany Blackman from Breathe Easy Rentals. Hi, Brittany, great to see you. Brave enough to open her own vacation rental company in Destin, Florida, in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, as if doing it in Destin wasn't hard enough. Um, very brave indeed and excellent. Um, but we know Brittany is a fantastic operator. Um, she takes property care and owner relations to a whole new level in her market. Um, an early adopter of Breezeway. Um, she's, a, she's a big fan, but really what we like to hear about here is how she's thinking about owner engagement, because I know this is really important as you're building up a new company and a new brand. And John Eskin from Berkshire Hathaway, where John is the um, GM at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services in Vail, Colorado, 
Good morning, John. Thanks for being here. He's worked and lived in Vail for 28 years. I'm a little jealous. Um, uh, where they specialize in management of luxury properties in Vail and Beaver Creek, managing about 150 vacation rental units. I will let you all take it away and I'll see you in about a half an hour. Hey everybody, how are we doing today? Thank you, Jeremy, for the intro and for uh, putting this together. It's really exciting and uh, I'm honored to be here. So I will get us started um, by just getting into some questions for John and uh, Brittany. So I wanna go and ask the first question, if you guys can hear me okay. Um, go ahead with, with increased competition in the market, uh, showcasing the full scope of your management services to homeowners um, has been more important as we've you know experienced this last year. Um, what can managers do to build, manage, and improve their homeowner programs? Go ahead, Brittany. Okay, cool. Um, so I think one thing that I would suggest and that's been important to me um, in starting my own business, coming from operating a business in the area, um, is really understanding what what kind of business do you want to operate? What kind of expectation do you want to set for your owners? You know, are you um, more of a boutique style where you want to offer customized services for your owners and and have that one-on-one -on -one communication? Or are you a larger operation trying to focus more on streamlining things? Um, you know, so once you get that question answered, um, you know, I think a lot of it boils down to keeping yourself organized and having consistency. Um, that's one reason why I love Breezeway and I've always loved Breezeway um, is that it was our one way to keep everything in one spot and we can always look back and have similar templates and different things like that. Um, so just, you know, again, keeping yourself organized, having all of your information in one spot so you can look at it um, and just having that record keeping as well back to things um, is super important and owners see that owners will understand and know if you have your stuff together and you're organized on the back end or if they call you and you have no idea anything that's going on in their property and you don't know how to look back at what just happened last month owners see that so you know keeping yourself um on your a game is definitely in my opinion very helpful to establish those relationships and continue forward with them that's a really good point and it builds trust with your owners throughout throughout time which i think is really key um, John, I'll let you go ahead and and answer. Do you have any thoughts on that question as well? Yeah, I mean, I think there were, there were a couple. Um, as part of the question, one of the, the points was how do you build um, new owners? And I guess I focused a little bit more on that part of it. Um, and when I meet with with new owners, I mean, that's our opportunity to to obviously get a property. That's the first and most important step. Um, you know, I like to focus on a couple different things um, when I meet with them. I definitely really, you know, nowadays I put technology forward and I bring my computer with us and with me and, um, you know, I show them our PMS system. I show them our dynamic pricing system. I definitely show them Breezeway front and center. Um, I think more than anything, owners really want to see how you run your operation. So just taking out Breezeway and showing them um, how we do inspections and what it looks like when we do inspections. They love that. Um, specifically, I like to show them um, some inspections that we've done in the past that, you know, we try to take a lot of photos when we do inspections. 
So we try to take between three and six photos on each one. So we show them that as well as all the notes that we take as part of the inspection process. And I find even more than the financial angle, um, people want to make sure that their property is going to be well cared for. So really, folk, you know, showcasing its technology. You know, we have like these tablets that we use. These are Wellcare tablets. I bring one of those with me and I show them that. Um, but then I talk about like our local experience and our local history. Um, I think that's important nowadays. Um, and, and specifically, we'll show them some numbers of similar properties of the you know, historical gross income of similar properties um, because they want to see that. You know, if we've been in the business for, you know, for almost 30 years, and certainly not everybody's been in in it that long but there's a lot of in our area there's a lot of new players that um that we're competing against so somebody's got a year or two of of history behind them and experience i think you should really showcase that um because i think i think experience still matters very much um and then also as part of that um you know if your commission structure is competitive really focus on that um there are a lot of companies out there particularly some of the local companies in our area on the flip side that have front desks and so forth um, that manage 100 units in the building, you know, they're still at 40%. So if you're below that and you're, you know, competitive, really showcase that. Um, and, you know, I find all the, the combination of those factors really helps to, to acquire an agent. Oh, that's really good. And I have kind of a side note question for both of you is more of, do you have um, a sheet or a document that shows your guys' business and company standards when it comes to quality control for, for properties and how you do that? Because I think that's one thing from Breezeway that I love and just talking with Jeremy is that they've always talked about, you know, quality control. Not only are you uh, providing a guest experience, but you're providing an asset management experience for these owners uh, on behalf of them. And so is that something that you guys do as well as uh, more of a standardized, this is how high our standard is compared to our local competitors and maybe other companies in the industry. I'll let either, either one of you, um, Brittany or John. It helps I unmuted myself. Um, <laughs> um, I was gonna say, I don't have anything like specific um, because it, it, every vacation rental is different. Um, so it is really hard to me in some sense of what are you what all are you going to write down and obviously you write it down you're kind of you're glued to that um you know i have owner guidebooks though that do walk them through the process and hit on everything from accounting to operations to hurricanes to lawn you know laundry and linen programs and stuff like that so um you know there's there's that booklet but as far as like exact operations just because i need to be able to remain flexible with when pandemics pop up um, you know, different things like that. Um, you know, it's more or less, honestly, just going back to building that trust with them. They know that we're going to take care of them. They know what we're putting in their properties. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would be definitely helpful is making sure whoever's talking to owners knows what you're putting in and how they take care of the property. It's a, it's a big step. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Go ahead, John. We have a, we have a document like it's kind of, it goes along with our contract. That's kind of a summary document. Um, that kind of goes over and encompasses um, in bullet points like everything that we do. Um, and I would say about a quarter of that talks about quality control. And then we'll verbally walk the owners through that and we'll talk about like our linen quality. Mm -hmm. And we have like a duvet program where we provide 
the owners with duvet covers and so forth. So we get into detail about that. So it's not exclusively about quality control, but a big yeah. part of that summary document is a quality control document. No, that makes sense. That's really, uh, it's, I think it's really cool to hit, to hear the different um, different ones and different you know, systems set up in each business. But I want to ask you guys a little bit more. Uh, what about you know frequency and depth of the you know owner communication? How often should you be communicating with your homeowners, and about what? Um, and what are the most effective ways to do so for anybody who's paying attention um, for this? You know, I think we always sometimes not always forget, but you know we're so focused on the guest experience. Sometimes the owners uh, are like a guest of their own in, in a lot of ways, and they have a lot of. Uh, needs to be met as well. So I'm just curious on what your guys' thoughts are on that. Um, so my answer is very broad with that because you pretty much said every owner is super different. Uh, we have had some owners that want to be very hands-on. They want to know what's going on in their properties. There's others who they don't care. They're hiring you to be their professional property manager. They just want to check and if something big happens, let them know. So you know, I think from my standpoint, really understanding an owner's personality and what their expectations are, um, it's a scary question to ask, you know, of, well, how much do you want me to bug you? Um, but it's also a very important question to ask. And so with my company, you know, I know where all of my owners stand. I know what their expectations are of me and how much they do want me to communicate or not. Um, you know, and the other piece of that is how to communicate, you know, some people are better visual, uh, some people are, are better talking it out over the phone, some owners want you to come and spend three hours and wine and dine with them to talk about things. So, you know, I mean, again, a lot of that's going to go into that, that way that you structure your business and just know that once you set that expectation, that's going to be the expectation. So if you are very hands-on and communicative up front as you grow and move and change that owner is still going to expect that so if you're not prepared to continue that process they're going to see a different experience and not be happy you know so again a lot of it goes back to just planning your business and how much can you handle how much you know communication and you know I my personal stance is we are professional property managers so if someone's hiring me they have to trust me um, and if they don't, it does make it very difficult for me to operate, you know, so again, it's a hard question to ask, but I think it's one of the most important things when, when they're interviewing you, you get to interview them back. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, would you, when you're interviewing them back, uh, do you do that pretty much right out the gate or do you kind of figure out uh, more about them first before you start getting into those types of questions? Um, I'll be honest, people generally like to talk about themselves. Um, so it'll normally come out in conversation and I can just, you know, I've, I've been in, in the industry for 10 years. So I can kind of pick up on, on things that they say and, and their attitude pretty quick. Um, if I can't though, then I am, you know, sometimes like if you get a new owner, they have no idea what they're doing. They don't know what questions to ask. And so I pretty much just straightforward say, you know, listen, I'm here to do everything. I'm going to run with this and only bother you when I need to bother you. Let yeah. me know if that's going to be, you know, an inconvenient, but definitely don't, in my opinion, don't wait for the, the issue to pop up to discuss how you're going to communicate with them. Go ahead and make sure that that expectations met. Like if you're a big company and you can't handle that, that constant, you know, 
communication with an owner, you don't want them to sign on to your program and then get frustrated that you're not communicating back either. Yeah, totally agree. John, I'm curious, how do you, how do you guys handle communications with, with your owners and how often? Well, like, like Brittany said, it's, um, it, it's not a one size fits all, um, you know, way to, there's not a one size fits all way to communicate. And that's probably the biggest challenge in our business is that, you know, we deal with 150 different personalities. So we do try to standardize a few things, right? Like we have a quarterly newsletter that we send out with about four or five articles on each one. We find that's really helpful. Um, then we have a deeper article that we send out once a year. We'll call it like the state of the state. It just talks about the economy in our area and how rentals are going and, and things like that. In fact, we just set one out um, this week for this year when we do the contract renewal. So, um, and then there are certain owners that, um, you know, want to spend a lot of time on the phone talking. And like Brittany said, there's owners that don't want to talk to you at all. Um, I think the other piece of the puzzle that's really important for us is having a good owner portal because with our owner portal, it allows the owner to, to do business with us without having the email or you know text us or call us. They can make change, delete their own reservations. They can see owner statements. Um, they can see all the gross bookings, you know, looking forward for the year ahead. So those kind of things make it really easy for an owner to do business with you. Um, and then there's some owners that will, you know, like oftentimes we'll call them from their unit. Um, I mean, I like to get out to the field and do some inspections myself and, you know, I'll just call an owner from the unit and say, Hey, I'm here. And I'll, you know, I'll like do a FaceTime with them or something, or, or even just call them from the unit. And, and some owners I know love that. It just makes them feel comfortable um, with that. So I think it, it, it's definitely not a one size fits all fits all solution, but I think you just put it out there that you're available and kind of put it in their court a little bit and, you'll learn pretty quickly if they want more communication rather than less from them. Usually, you know, within a few months of working with them. Um, and then that usually stays pretty consistent with them unless there's like, you know, an emergency or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, for the both of you, have you, um, how did you maybe start these out? Like, this is a, another off question, but how did you start out your owner of relations in the beginning when you started your companies and how have they evolved over the time when it came to communication? Uh, when it comes to like streamlining, was it all email? How, how many, you know, what kind of headaches did you have in the beginning that helped you get to this point where you guys kind of created a system to understand these people, um, you know, like different ways of communication, whether it's the quarterly or yearly reports, maybe it's, um, uh, maybe it's got to be the, the phone calls on property, all that good stuff. Um, I'm just kind of curious to hear from like the beginning start of your journey to where you guys are today. Uh, a lot of trial and error, a lot of uncomfortable phone calls of, why didn't you tell me this? <laughs> um, you know, it, it definitely took a lot. Yeah, it took a lot of trial and error um, over the years at the company that I was with. And I mean, you just kind of learn it. So um, again, I'm just going to keep going back to whether you're starting out or you're just taking over or trying to restructure and clean things up, knowing what your team can handle. And if you sign up for it today, are you going to be able to provide it tomorrow is so important. Um, otherwise it is just trial and error. And I joke around that on top of the 50 million other hats, property managers wear, um, I'm pretty sure we're also psychologists as well. 
because I have to pay attention to everybody's emotions <laughs> and what they want and that they don't tell me and I get to guess that until there's an issue. So that that is the hard part is a lot of it just comes from, oh, snap, we didn't catch that or we didn't discuss that with them. And how do we fix that? Learn from your mistakes. You know, learn from if you're talking to other property managers, ask them. What do you guys do? How often do you communicate? You know, I think we're all probably going to agree we don't communicate with our owners enough. But if it's at least a personalized communication, like John was saying, going into the properties, you know, and calling them or I send them a picture, I go to their condo, inspect it and send them a picture of the sunset or the beach, you know, before their arrival, like even just having that personalization, if you can't, if you don't know what your vibe is, just at least bring the human element until you can figure out what you're doing right and wrong. No, that's great advice. Great advice. John, how about yourself? I, you know, I don't think the, I don't think the way we communicate has changed all that much. I do think what we have probably changed the most is, and Brittany mentioned the word expectations. And I think mm -hmm. that's extremely important because, you know, the, the owners will, will push you, you know, for lack of a better word, to some extent, um, into all different directions and ask you to, you know, do all kinds of things or create financial expectations that are unrealistic. And I think it's our job to, to be realistic with them of what we can and cannot do and what they should expect. Um, yeah. you know, we'll have owners that, you know, like if our check-in time, for example, is four o'clock, I mean, I think one of the biggest challenges all property managers like us have, um, are the logistics of check-in and check-outs. So, we had a new owner that that signed up with us with just that signed up with us this year and you just think of the story how you know our check-ins at four and we communicate to them to let us know if they're coming in early well she showed up at like noon and her place wasn't ready and she got really upset and she was like well this is my house and this was like during covid right so yeah. we're, we're dealing with all the logistics of that and 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 she's like well it's my home i want to be here and we're like well i i get that but and we want to get it ready for you, but we had somebody that checked out at 10 o'clock. So it's yeah. just not, you know, that type of thing. So that's just an example of, we have to say, you know, in the future, you just need to coordinate that with us. So we'll do our, the best we can to get it ready for you, but we can't always get it ready before four. And, you know, it goes back to, you shouldn't perhaps expect that it should be ready, but it's our job to, to nicely explain that to them in a way that is, you know, professional that says, look, we have real challenges and, yeah you know, um, and this is what we can do and this is what we can't do. No, I love that. I think setting expectations and standards is, is key. So that's great, great information there. Um, I got another two-parter question for you. So what's the overlap between property operations and owner relations? How can other managers take advantage of their detailed property care processes to acquire and retain more inventory? So I really want to actually kind of focus on that second question more is how can, you know, managers take advantage of their detailed property uh, care processes to acquire and retain more inventory? How do you guys do that with your businesses when it comes to marketing that, that process with your, your properties? And I'll go ahead and let Brittany start. Um, yeah. So just going back to what we've talked about and, you know, what John said of when you're meeting with new owners, you know, knowing that, that that you have breezeway, that you have pictures of the property. So when you're cleaning and inspecting, you know what the rooms are supposed to look like. Um, you know, all of that's just that little bit of peace of mind. Um, and I think at the end of the day, that's just what the owners want. They just want to know that their property is being cared for. They're paying you to do that. 
Um, so however you need to do that, it, you do. Um, you know, I'm not, again, it, it all goes back to the type of business you want to run. My style is that I don't want to have to bug my owners. So they don't know when there's issues unless I really need them. Um, and, you know, we just did the safety inspection course with Justin through Breezeway, and that was phenomenal. And being able to take that to an owner and say, hey, you've got some safety violations. These are big liabilities, you know, and this and that. Um, you know, at first, I think some owners are kind of like, oh, my gosh, it's, this is a lot. Um, but they also respect it. It is fire code. It, you know, it is things that we should all be following and doing. And to me, I mean, owners only know what they know, but the more experienced owners, when they see you doing these inspections once a year and, and these, um, you know, making sure the property's being kept up with and see that you're calling out safety issues and concerns, yeah. you know, they're going to sit there and go, wow, this person's educated. They're, they're going out of their way to really make sure that my property is safe and can make money. Um, and, you know, you just, you do that in, again, different ways, however your business is set up and, I don't have a specific form or anything that I sent to the owners, but they know that once a year, they're going to get a detailed um, checklist from me of everything that is not, nothing major pressing, but things that are on our radar, things we need to work through. And they, they understand that during the season, I'm taking care of what I need to. And then when it gets to slow season, we're going to, you know, go through this checklist and yeah. they just, they appreciate that. No, that's great. I love that. Um, go ahead, John. I'm curious to hear yours as well. You know, I, one of the things that we do is um, when you talk about like the crossover between operations and, own, and owner liaisons is we like to have the op, um, there's two people in our office that do kind of the owner um, relations uh, with the owner. And we have those people go out into the, I think it's important to be out in the field doing some inspections because the more we can get into the properties, um, you know, you just, you just learn things, right? Like you just get a feel for particularly the, the big homes and, and the little details about them. Um, one of the crossover things that, that I love um, when, you know, when you ask like the crossover question between operations and, and owner liaison, because that's where it gets really tricky, right? Yeah. Um, like the little details about what, what's going on maintenance wise or problems in the house and how do you deal with that and effectively communicate that to the owner but you've got different people dealing with things. So we love the comments section in Breezeway and we use mm -hmm. it, we use it a ton. And, and I say that because when we, when you write a comment, it emails our front office manager as well as the two owner relations people. So somebody could be out in the field doing something and they notice a stain on the carpet or whatever, and they make a note of it and immediately emails everybody within minutes, we can notify the owner of that. You know, yeah. like we had a situation the other day where a glass shower broke, right? Like, and we were, we knew about it within minutes and we were dealing with it within minutes. So that technology helps us to, to deal with things in, in real time. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I think those are the kind of things that, um, that are important. And then the other thing I would say is we, we had a situation just this week where one of the biggest pet peeves of owners is... You could make them more money than they can imagine. You could have their pace sparkling clean. But if there is a chair that has moved from one side of the room to the other, I don't know what it is, but people just lose it. So we had that, we we had to go meet, we went 
went and met with an owner that was in town this week, and he was really upset about that. Why didn't the housekeepers notice this? Why didn't you guys you know, do that? It, 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 it's almost like you can't even get into like the whys of like how complicated our business is and, and you know, how we could possibly miss a chair being moved. But yeah. I showed him on Breezeway how we can take photos, put them into the, um, into the unit portfolio, and when we're at the unit, we can look at the photos and, you know, and help line the unit up the way it's supposed to be. And even with those photos, it's still impossible to catch everything 100%. But at least it shows the owner that we're making a really concerted effort um, to solve that problem. And that's what they want to see, right? And then also, like, one of the things that we do is we ask every owner when we sign up with them, give me three to five idiosyncrasies about your property that you want, that's specific to you, that you want us to check every time we do an inspection. And then we'll load those three to five items in, and then we'll have to check that off every time we do the inspection. Like we have one owner that for whatever reason, he likes the blinds open every time he comes into town. Well, that's not so easy to remember, right? Yeah. And so, um, but if we have to check it off the list, it makes it, it, makes it easier. Um, and so, they love seeing that ability and then they'll email us and they'll add something to it. Right. And then we'll customize that. And then we'll send them a link after their, you know, the, an inspection is done. We don't send every owner, every link for every inspection, but we send quite a few, particularly for certain owners that are, I would say pickier than others. And they love to see that, you know, that check that was marked off that of the things that they asked us to do. Um, so those details holding in on those details, it is really hard um, and having the right technology, you know, just helps. Yeah. That's amazing. I didn't, I didn't want you to, I didn't want to cut you off there, John, because I think it's, um, it's such an important topic and you, you've mentioned that to me in, in the past sometimes. And I think it's a great tip. Um, it's just, you know, there's, um, we talk and we focus about operations and, um, the guest experience, but I think it's it's equally important to remember what this is like for the owners and for the owner experience um, that we also serve, both the owner as a guest when they're there at their property and the service they expect and the owner from an asset management perspective. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.